0: You have probably figured out by now that our topic this morning is doors. Uh, The opening song had something to do with doors. Uh, That Monsters, Inc. video was about doors. They mentioned it during the announcements. And now you see a door on stage. So, doors, are they designed to let people in or to keep people out? Yeah, the answer is both, or it depends they're designed to let the right people come in and to keep the wrong people out. You know, th- think about doors. We, we put knobs on them or handles. Um, we knock on doors. We paint some doors or sometimes we stain them. Sometimes we'll put a peephole in a door. That way we can look out and see who's on the other side, who wants to come in. Um, we put alarms on doors. We put locks on our door. Sometimes there'll be a window in a door, and we'll even decorate our doors from time to time. And you know, doors can say something about your relationship with the person behind that door, whether or not you just walk right in or, you know, maybe you have to knock. And sometimes we will even slam a door. Usually if we're doing that, we're trying to make some sort of statement, aren't we? you ever get your finger caught in a door that was being slammed? Anybody have that happen? Yeah, I had it happen to me a couple times as a kid. I remember one time, actually, a car door was being shut, and my finger was caught in the car door. The door was actually shut completely, and my finger was in there. I think that was an emergency room run. But uh, Jesus made the statement I am the door. That's a rather intriguing statement, isn't it? I am the door. So, we begin a series today, or perhaps I should say we continue a series today, because we actually did part of this series a year ago called I Am Jesus. We're coming back to it, so we could call this the sequel, because there are a number of different statements that Jesus made where he started out by saying, I am. Today, we're going to focus on that one called I Am the Door. All these statements that we're looking at throughout the month of October, and last year as well, come from a book in the Bible called John, or sometimes we call it the Gospel of John. There were four books written about Jesus, or Gospels, Matthew, Mark, Luke, and John. They're all at the beginning of the New Testament, the second half of your Bible. The fourth one is John. It's actually a little bit different than the other three. If you read Matthew, Mark, and Luke, they're pretty close in how they describe Jesus' life and you know his words and so on john's quite a bit different which makes it fascinating to read one reason i think it's different is because of who it was written by it was written by john john was probably the best friend of jesus when he was on earth john was the closest of all the disciples to jesus so he gives us a unique perspective into jesus life Um, he presents jesus in a little different way than matthew mark and luke do The structure of John is different, the Gospel of John. It has two sets of sevens. The first set of sevens is Jesus' miracles, or sometimes they're called signs. Throughout the book, he presents seven miracles, seven signs of Jesus. The reason he does that, and John tells us this, he says, because I want to present to people, I want them to know to believe that Jesus is the Son of God, that he's the Messiah. The second set of seven are these I am statements. Statements that Jesus made. um, Bold, crazy statements. Like Jesus said, you know, I'm the good shepherd, I'm the door, I'm the bread of life, I'm the vine, I'm the light of the world, I'm the resurrection and the life, I am the way, the truth, and the life. I mean, really, really bold statements, aren't they? So, why did Jesus say... I am the door. Let me just read it to you where he said that. This is John chapter 10. And uh, I'll just start reading in verse 1. And and check out what Jesus says here. These are his words. I tell you the truth, anyone who sneaks over the wall of a sheepfold rather than going through the gate or door must surely be a thief or a robber. But the one who enters through the gate is the shepherd of the sheep. The gatekeeper keeps the gate For him and the sheep recognize his voice and come to him he calls his own sheep by name and leads them out and after he gathered his own flock he walks ahead of them and they will follow him because they know his voice they won't follow a stranger they will run from him because they don't know his voice those who heard Jesus use this illustration didn't understand what he meant so he explained it to them I tell you the truth I am the gate for the sheep or like I said the word gate and door can be used interchangeably we'll talk about that in just a minute he says I am the gate those who come in through me will be saved they will come and go freely and will find good pastures." the thief's purpose is to steal and kill and destroy my purpose is to give them a rich and satisfying life now if you you were following along there, you know that Jesus talked about sheep. Sheep were very, very common in that culture. Everybody that Jesus was talking to knew what he meant by sheep. Sheep aren't all that common to us. But what Jesus would do when he was teaching people, when he would talk to people, he would pick something that they were very familiar with, very common, and then he would use it to teach them about spiritual truth. So I think if Jesus were here today, he would be talking about cell phones or the Colts or something like that. He'd say, hey, the Colts are going to play the Chiefs tonight. You know, and get everybody's attention. And then somehow he would translate that or equate that to spiritual truth. That's how he liked to teach. And he also mentioned, if you notice, a sheepfold. Let me show you what a common sheepfold looked like um, in those days. Look up here at the screens. And this, wasn't, this was actually pretty common. They would build a sheepfold out of rocks or stones, stack them pretty high, and then you see an opening there, and at night they would put the sheep in the sheepfold. Now, why did they do that? They did that to protect the sheep. One, to protect the sheep from themselves. Sheep aren't very smart. I don't know if you know anything about sheep, but they just aren't. Like, if they were to wander off in the night, they couldn't find their way back. They would be lost, and they would just die. You know, dogs, cats, they have like the sixth sense or if they're gone, you hear amazing stories about dogs and cats finding their way home from hundreds of miles away. Sheep aren't that way. They get lost, they're done. They're, they're going to die. That's just the way sheep are. Um, and the other reason they would build a sheepfold is to protect the sheep. Sheep are almost completely helpless. They are defenseless. And so Jesus was talking about a sheepfold. And, you know, I love the fact that he said, About the shepherd and the sheep, he said, the sheep recognize the shepherd's voice. He's making a point about that. So sheep actually could figure out if it was their shepherd, if they could trust him just by hearing his voice. And I think we can relate to that. You know, if you have animals, especially if you have pets like dogs, maybe cats, um, they learn to recognize your voice, don't they? Uh, My son, Zach, who lives with us, has a golden retriever, and his name is Lance, And um, Lance can recognize anybody's voice in our family. In fact, Lance even knows our names. So, like, if I were to say to Lance, go to Zach or something, he would turn and he would go to Zach. Our daughter does not live with us. Her name's Melanie. And if Melanie comes over and and she loves dogs and Lance loves her, If, um, if she's driving in the driveway and we see her here, we might say to Lance, Melanie's coming. And he gets so excited because he knows exactly who we're talking about and they can pick up on that can't they and zach and uh lance are buddies i mean they sleep together they've got you know this kind of relationship in fact zach has a way of calling lance he's taught him this he does this little whistle he'll go like this and if he goes like that lance knows that's zach calling him and he'll just come running lance can be like in the front yard zach in the backyard and if he goes all of a sudden, you just see Lance come tearing around the house to the back. Or did I say Zach? I mean, I don't know what I said. I, <laughs> I, 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 do, I get their names mixed up all the time at home. You know, I'll say, Lance, have you fed Zach? <laughs> but uh, anyway, Zach's the son, Lance is the dog, all right? If I mix it up again, just know that. But anyway, um, there's like this special relationship between the two. And that's the point Jesus is making about the shepherd and the sheep. They can have this special relationship. They even recognize his voice. But when Jesus started out talking to John 10, he's talking about you know, thieves and robbers coming in and stealing, stealing the sheep. And the people didn't get it that he was making a point about him being the shepherd. And, and in fact, he's going to say later in John 10 that I am the good shepherd. So he goes ahead and he says, I am the door. Because he wants to show them what kind of relationship they can have with him. Just like sheep and a shepherd. And and that's what we're going to explain this morning. Now I said that the word door and gate can be used interchangeably. Um, Literally the Greek word here is door. I think in our New Living Translation it translates it gate. Because if you look at a sheepfold we would assume more typically that there would be a gate there than a door. But door works just as well. And that word door... That metaphor that Jesus uses is just rich with meaning, and I hope this is going to encourage you this morning. So I want to share with you four things about this door, four ways that this, the fact that Jesus called himself the door, I am the door, is so significant. So uh, here's the first one. The door provides access. It lets you in. You know, there are certain doors where you can just walk in, you can walk right through. There are certain doors where you have to knock in order to receive permission to enter. And then there are some doors that you cannot enter. Where might you find a sign like this? Look up on the screens here. Well, maybe at a hospital, a construction site, a military site. What's that sign mean? It means... Don't you even think about coming through this door unless you're authorized. Now, there's another kind of access. There's the knock first kind of access, right? And usually, a lot of times that can mean that you're welcome there, but you still should knock. You know, like even our offices here at the church, if somebody has their door closed, we knock first. It's a show of respect. Um, you may even knock if you come to the door of someone you know well, just, you know, to let them let you. I, I, if I go to my sister's house, I'll knock on the door. But then there's the just come on indoors, right, where you don't have to knock. The best example of that is your own house, complete access, no questions asked. This third kind of approach is the access you have to God if you're a follower of Jesus? Now, what I'm gonna tell you next should just kinda of blow your mind. The Bible says that once you belong to Jesus, the door to God the Father is wide open. You don't have to knock, you can just come on in anytime you want. We were under the restricted access, authorized personnel only. Our sin was that barrier that kept us from God. He's holy, He's without sin. That breaks our relationship with God because He is holy. He can't let sin into His presence. But when Jesus died on the cross, He took all our sins on Himself so that we could be declared righteous. It's an amazing concept. Once our sins are forgiven, That gives us access to God the Father through Jesus. He is the door that gives us access to the God of the universe. So you can go to him anytime, anywhere, with anything. Listen to how Hebrews 4 in the Bible, these are verses 14 to 16, put it says, so, so then we have a great high priest who has entered the heaven, Jesus, the Son of God. Let us hold firmly to what we believe. This high priest of ours understands our weaknesses, for he faced all of the same testings we do, yet without sin. So let us come boldly to the throne of our gracious God. There we'll receive mercy and we'll find grace to help us when we need it most. Jesus gives us access. Who you know really matters. Um, I have a friend I keep in touch with who lives in another city. And he recently went to buy a car from a car dealer. It was used, but it was a very nice car. When he got home the next morning, he got up, went out to the garage, and he noticed that there was fluid all over the garage floor. So he took it to a shop only to find out that it was going to take $2,000 to repair. So he went back to the dealer and they refused to do anything about it. Strangely enough, they admitted to him that they knew about the problem, but basically told him, hey, tough luck, you buy a used car as is. They'd taken advantage of him, and there was nothing he could do. His wife happens to work for a state representative, and we'll just call the state rep Bob. She was telling Bob about what happened Bob said, well, you know what? I personally know the father of the owner of that dealership. The father had originally started and owned that dealership. And then he handed it off to his son. So Bob called the father up. Within an hour, my friend received a call from the dealership telling him to bring the car back so they could repair it at no cost to him. And he said when he walked in, they were waiting for him, and this time it was more of a yes, sir. And he said they told him they'd look the car over completely. If there was anything else that needed to be repaired, they would do so. He said that time he got treated like royalty. You know, I would have loved to have heard the conversation between the state rep and the father who used to own the company. I would have loved to have heard the conversation between the father and the son who now owned the dealership. It pays to know the right people sometimes, doesn't it? Knowing the right people can make all the difference in the world. And if you have invited Jesus to become part of your life, if you have made that decision to surrender your life to him, you know the right person. He is the door. You have access. Second thing about the door. The door provides protection. When sheep enter the sheepfold, they are safe. These walls are pretty high. They keep wild animals out. As we mentioned, sheep are completely defenseless. They have no way to protect themselves. Think about it. Most animals have a way to protect themselves. Sheep have nothing. And so that's why, you know, when a school determines what their mascot is going to be, Nobody picks a sheep. I hope not anyway. I mean, lions, bears, tigers, bulldogs, Olympians, jets, but not lambs, right? I mean, look up here at the screens. Look at this mascot. <laughs> Nobody wants to be that, do they? To be the, I mean, can you imagine? It's third and one. You need a yard. Now, you want a ram, you want a bulldog, you want a lion, not this, Right? Can you hear the cheerleaders? We are the mighty, mighty lambs. I mean, you're not going to say that. (laughs) Sheep need protection of a sheepfold at night. That's one of the primary responsibilities of a shepherd to keep his sheep safe. And Jesus talks about a thief or a robber coming to steal the sheep. The barrier around that sheepfold, which might be a rock wall like we saw earlier, would keep the sheep safe. So there was only one way to get to the sheep through the entrance. Jesus is the door. Now, do you see the significance of that? It's like saying to the thief or the robber or the wild animal, if you want to get to my sheep, you got to go through me. So, is there anyone who could steal you from the good shepherd? No. Sometimes people wonder, yeah, but what if I do or say the wrong thing and God doesn't want me anymore? It's not about you. It's about what God has already done for you. that's just not going to happen. He loves you unconditionally. Think about it. He died for you. Once you've made that decision to accept what he has done for you, why would he say, I no longer want you after he's already died for you? You are protected for all eternity by the shepherd. He wants you to rest in that. He wants you to relax in that listen to these words of Jesus. This is just a little further along in John chapter 10. These are verses 27 to 29. He's talking about sheep here. And here's what he says. My sheep listen to my voice. I know them. They follow me. I give to them eternal life. They will never perish. No one can snatch them away from me. For my father has given them to me and he is more powerful than anyone else that's pretty clear isn't it I like to say that if you're a follower of Jesus you are doubly secure this is you okay we're gonna let this little person represent you now what Jesus is saying is this first of all no one can snatch you out of his hand you're wrapped tightly in his hand and then he says the father who's more powerful than anyone wraps his hand around Jesus hand so it's the father's hand wrapped around Jesus hand why is it so important that you feel safe that you feel secure that you feel protected in your relationship with God because in order to grow closer to someone that relationship has to be a foundation of trust you have to be secure in a relationship, in order to go closer to them. So the door, Jesus said, I am the door, provides protection. Third thing, the door provides a place to belong. The whole point of a sheepfold is to be a place to gather in safety. You know, we all want to belong. We were created by God that way. Whether it's a sports team, a club, you know, a group of co-workers, a gang, a breakfast club, a life group at church, we want to feel like we belong. And the church should be that place for you. Sunday morning that can happen, but especially that can happen in life groups. That's one of the many reasons why we put an emphasis on getting in a group around here. And when Jesus was on earth, he started the the church, you know, and the word church, Um, is a Greek word that literally just means to call or to bring out of so the early Christians started using that word church in a sense to mean a gathering or an assembly and and Jesus is saying I am the door to the place where you belong feel like I need to be break out into a Cheers theme song at this point I know you had to live through the 80s to get what I'm talking about Um, Recently, a man told me that he had an opportunity to take another job at work, which it would have meant a promotion and better hours, but it also meant he would have had to work on Sundays so he wouldn't be able to attend church, and he told me he turned it down. Here's what he said, I got I to be here on Sundays at church. I need it. I long for it. It gets me through my week, and I'm so glad he felt that way. That's what being a follower of Jesus is all about, gathering with other Jesus followers so we can feel like we belong, so we can encourage each other. Did you know that when you came in this morning that you've already been prayed for? Um, I came into the auditorium yesterday and I prayed for you so that you could receive what you need to receive from God this morning that if you're going through a difficult time, that this service would strengthen and sustain you. And our life groups can even do that more effectively because there we're in smaller numbers, we can interact, we study the Bible together, we share, we pray specifically for each other. That's what Jesus wants the church to be. He is the door. He wants his church to be a place where you can feel like you belong. And then finally, the door is a marker. Now, what's a marker do? It shows possession of property. You know, perhaps on your property you have stakes marking the property lines. We have several acres where we live, and there are some metal stakes that are driven into the ground. And they mark off the property line from other land owners. It's like that stake or that marker says, inside these stakes we own this. In other words, we own belong to Jesus we are his and when Jesus claims possession it's not a negative thing it's a positive thing you know we read in verse 10 that Jesus wants to give those who are his a rich and satisfying life and he protects his followers with his life Jesus sounds really possessive when he says this again not in a negative way Check out some of the verses in John 10. Um, We read some of these earlier, but check out some other verses. Here's what it says. I'm the good shepherd, Jesus' words. I know my own sheep, and they know me, just as my Father knows me, and I know the Father. So I sacrifice my life for the sheep. My sheep, listen to my voice. I know them, they follow me. I give to them eternal life, and they will never perish. No one will snatch them away from me. Jesus protects his sheep. With his own life jesus is the door the door provides access protection a place to belong and a marker but let me take you back to the picture i showed you earlier of the sheepfold and and check this out there is actually no door or gate on the sheep fold is there and that was very typical of a sheepfold they didn't actually have a door on them it was just an opening when it was Built with rocks, they would leave the opening open. Now, why is that? Because once the shepherd had the sheep inside the fold, at night, he would lie down in the entrance. He was there to keep the sheep in, to make sure they didn't wander off. And because it was night, he was also there to keep the bad things out, the enemy out. It was like he was saying, you're going to have to go through me to get to my sheep. And that's not going to happen. Did you hear what Jesus said? He even said, I laid down my life for my sheep. If there's any question to how much you mean to Jesus, that should answer that. He talks about sacrificing his life or laying down his life for the sheep. Not once, not twice, not three times, not four times, five times. In John 10, he says, I will give up my life for these sheep. Man, if you are a follower of Jesus, can you ever question your significance, your value to the shepherd? So in conclusion, there's a question I want you to ask yourself. Today. He gave up his life for you. Have you given your life back to him? First, if you're not a follower of Jesus, what are you waiting for? Put your faith in what Jesus has done for you. When he died on the cross, then surrender your life to him. He wants to be the door for you. But if you've already surrendered your life to Jesus, Have you given it back to him completely? Have you surrendered everything to him, your family, your kids, your time, your money, your priorities, your job, your possessions, a relationship, every relationship, a habit, Is there anything in your life that you know you need to release control of and give it to Jesus? And and maybe at one time you had, but you realize that you've slowly drifted away from that over time. Take this quiet moment now at the end of our service today and just say, Jesus, I'm going to re-up. I'm going to recommit. I'm going to surrender again. Let's pray. Father, I thank you for the incredible example you gave us through your son Jesus. When you say he is the door, and my prayer is that each one of us here today would just realize how significant that is, how packed with meaning that statement is. And I pray for those maybe who are still deciding whether or not they want to surrender their lives to you that through Jesus' statement, this would be their opportunity this morning to say, okay, I get it. I'm going to surrender my life to him. And for those of us who already have, my prayer is that uh, this would just be our opportunity to say everything, all of it. It's, It's completely surrendered to Jesus. And if we need to make that decision, if we need to take some action, some steps this morning, I pray that we would. And Jesus, thank you for being the door for us. Thank you for The fact that you did give up your life for all of us. And it's in your name I pray. Amen.